beauty and skincare is always a hot topic around here, and today I want to tell you about a new product line I've discovered that I think you will like, Exponent Beauty. Listeners of the show will receive 20% off their purchase. More details on that in a minute. Exponent Beauty is a skincare brand with a line of activated anti-aging serums that are clinically proven to reduce fine lines and wrinkles. The beauty of Exponent Beauty is their innovative form factor. The powders are activated with a quadruple hyaluronic acid serum in their patented precision-dosed dispenser. The packaging is gorgeous, and the dispenser itself is refillable, so it has also reduced plastic waste. Exponent Beauty's line of serums can be found in med spas and spas and dermatologists' office around the country. The line is dermatologist-recommended and clinically proven to reduce those fine lines and wrinkles, and to increase brightness and radiance, and to firm skin without irritation. No more expired or underutilized products with Exponent Beauty, just high-quality skincare with ingredients that work. Go to ExponentBeauty.com and use code TELL20 for 20% off a purchase of $100 or more. That's Exponent, E-X-P-O-N-E-N-T, Beauty, B-E-A-U-T-Y.com and use code TELL20, T-E-L-L, the numbers two zero for 20% off your purchase of $100 or more. And you have 10 things to tell. This show is about connection with each other and with ourselves. And the hope is that the things we talk about here will be fuel for better conversations and a personal awareness. This is an interactive podcast. Each episode has a prompt and a topic that I want you to take to your journal, text to your best friend, or answer on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. This is a show about digging deeper and sharing our stuff. I'll go first. Welcome to the 10 things to tell you podcast. It's our birthday week. One year ago this week on January 29th to be exact, I launched this podcast with episode number one, When Do You Read?, which had 10 thoughts and tips on reading, when to read, what to read, how to read more, my own personal tricks. It's still one of the most popular episodes I've ever done in podcasting, and that was the start of a full year of weekly shows that hopefully have brought you some insights into your relationships, Hopefully you have had some moments of personal reflection, and I also hope that you've learned something along the way. I know I have learned more than 10 things in this first year of making the show, much more, but one of the big ones I'm going to try and address right now really quickly. So the intent behind the prompts each week, because most of the episodes have asked some sort of a question. The intent there was for you to take the prompts then and share them. 
I mean, a few of the episodes were more on the personal side. That might have been more for your journal only. But in general, the questions are meant to be asked to one another. And I know that you have done that. I've gotten so many messages from people who have taken the prompts to their mom's group or their book club or their girls' night out or a date night. And then they have messaged me that it sparked a really good conversation. I love that. That is the number one intention here. And please keep sending me those stories of what sharing the prompts has done in your life. Another side to the sharing of the prompts that I hoped would happen is that people would share their answers on social media as a means for connection there and also like as counter content, if you will, to all the posts on social media that are making us crazy and divided, like news and opinions and snark, that kind of thing. And while a lot of people do share the prompts online, especially on Instagram, and I do try to share those when I see them in the hashtag, but I've also gotten a lot of feedback that even if you love the prompt and the episode, you're just not always comfortable answering some of these things in a place where certain family members could see it or your coworkers or your neighbor or whatever, but that you do want to have a place to talk about it. So I am hearing you that you want more interaction with the topics and with the 10 things to tell you listener community, but you don't necessarily want that interaction to be completely public. So I am taking that feedback and here in the birthday week of the show at our one year anniversary, we're going to try a little experiment. And the experiment is a private Facebook group for 10 things to tell you, listeners only. It will be a place to talk about the topics from the show and to connect with other listeners and with me. I will be there as well for these discussions when I can. We're just going to try this. I am sure that many of you, like me, have Facebook hesitations in general. I get that. I promise I get it. But for the time being, I am still on Facebook. A lot of you are still on Facebook. And so we are going to try this thing. I will put a link to the brand spanking new 10 Things to Tell You connection group in the show description in your podcast app. And I'll also put it in the show notes, which you can always find at 10thingstotellyou.com. Okay, so besides the creation of the new Facebook group, I just want to pause and further acknowledge the show's birthday. <laughs> I put this podcast into the world a year ago, and frankly, I didn't think it was ready. I didn't think I was ready. In my mind, I was going to have like a whole launch thing and like a bunch of hoopla around starting yet another podcast. But instead, what I did was quietly submit this show to iTunes before I could overanalyze it to death. And I just said online, okay, everybody, I started this thing. And there was no strategy, there was no countdown or like professional graphics, or I didn't even have any episodes planned out. And so for the first time in my professional life, I took a completely unplanned leap and perhaps unsurprisingly, because this seems to be 
how life often works. This is the thing that has succeeded beyond all the other projects that I have tried over the last 10 years. Things that I have held way too tightly, things that I have strangled to death with my care. This, the show and the idea that I have always held loosely, this is the thing that has felt right from day one. And when I say that I've held this loosely, doesn't mean I don't care. I care a lot about this show and the message of this show, that connection through conversation and personal reflection. I care so much about those things and sharing these topics with you, but this time I have cared less about the outcome. I am less obsessed with the statistics and with doing every single thing perfectly. I guess after 10 years of online work, I finally learned that nothing is forever. It's totally fine to try things, and if they don't work, it's not the end of the world. I've also made enough mistakes in the last decade, both professionally and personally, to know that mistakes are inevitable and that you just have to keep doing the best you can every day. And I guess those two things together eliminated a lot of fear for me. I've spent a ton of time in my life operating out of fear. And when I finally got to a point last year of having less fear of failure and less fear of messing up, those things are intertwined, of course, failure and messing up. And they're also related to having less fear just in general, around what other people think of me, when those channels were opened instead of blocked within me, that's when things really started to flow in so many areas, including in this podcast. So happy birthday to 10 Things to Tell You, the podcast. A few stats from the last year, even though I just told you that I don't obsess over statistics, I do watch them weekly, especially since we have sponsors of the show these days. I just want to give a recap of some of these things. A lot of you have been listening from the beginning, and I also think it's important to celebrate milestones, and we are having a milestone. So in the last year, in 50 episodes, and then also a few bonus episodes, the two most popular episodes by far are episode 36, Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey are best friends. That one seems obvious that it would be popular. Who doesn't love listening to Jenna and Angela? And they were really honest on that episode about friendship. And that conversation was definitely one of my favorites online or off last year. The other most popular episode was episode 14, Skincare and Makeup with Jamie Golden. That is a huge audience favorite. That episode is nearly a year old, and people are still tagging me about that episode on social media. It has been shared far and wide. I think it is the most listened to thing that I have ever made since I've been podcasting. That just kind of tells me we need to do a follow-up, right? Really, really good one. That was episode 14. Okay, other standout episodes have been all the book shows. Those always do well with you guys, especially our end of the year book club episode number 46. That got a ton of listens 
And then also episode number 41 got a lot of listens, 10 tips to organize your photos with Miss Freddie. That one was really, really received well. And then also episode number 18, 10 thoughts on anxiety. I shared a lot of my own lifelong struggles with anxiety on that episode. So you guys seem to really like the episodes where we are actively learning something. And so I'm going to keep that in mind this year as I plan guests and topics. Now, my personal favorite episodes this year, which sometimes does, sometimes does not correlate to download numbers, but I really loved episode number seven, What Are You Assuming About Others? I feel like I point people towards that one when they're new to the show. Episode 21, 10 Thoughts on Turning 40. I just couldn't help myself with that one. Episode 30, Pay Attention to What You Skip. That is a principle that I think about like probably almost every day when I'm scrolling past something really quickly, I sort of check myself and try to pay attention to the things that you're purposely skipping. And then the flea bag bonus episode back in October, I just loved and needed to have that conversation about the show flea bag with my friend Sue Ann. Ah, such a good one. Okay, so that is it for the birthday stuff. Happy one year to this podcast. I cannot thank you enough for listening to the show, sharing the show. I love making it for you. I was telling friends this past weekend that when I started it, I dreaded having a weekly show that it felt like a lot of pressure to me. Since I'm the person who creates and records and edits and promotes everything myself, I do all of that myself, it seemed like a huge task. And even though it is work, these things take time. I've enjoyed it so much that these hours have really flown by, seriously. So thank you, thank you. Now to the purpose of today's episode, what I want to ask you today is to look back at where we were 10 years ago. I know there's been a lot of talk around this because entering the year 2020, it makes it a natural time to look back at the last 10 years, what has happened in our lives since the year 2010. And if you haven't given a lot of thought to this question yet, if you didn't do that much around the new year, this question makes for a great icebreaker with friends or on a date or something. You know, it's funny, some of my closest friends now, they didn't even know me 10 years ago, and I didn't know them. So even though we're really close and know a lot about one another and who we are right now, it's really interesting to ask someone what they were like, what their circumstances were 10 years ago. And if you're talking to friends or a partner who did know you before 2010 and you knew them, then talking about what life was like then, it can be fun. It can be satisfying. You can bear witness to one another's growth and one another's progress. It might also be enlightening to know if you remember yourself or events the same way as the other person, it's possible that you might describe yourself or your circumstance in a very different way than the other person remembers and vice versa. And then what does that tell us about our personal narratives or our personal perspectives? 
So I'm going to tell you a little bit about where I was 10 years ago, at least the way I see it. I talked a little bit about this a few weeks ago on The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey. That's a podcast. I'll put a link in the show notes to that episode if you want to hear our discussion about the last decade. But in my reflections, 10 years is a long time in a person's life, even if it seems to go by in a blip. And in adulthood, maybe we don't give full credit to what happens in a decade, but think about what happens between 10 years old and 20 years old, and then 20 years old and 30 years old. They are pretty radically different ages. And I guess I thought it would be less so in midlife, but the decade between 30 and 40, which is where I was between 2010 and now 2020, there has just been a vast amount of change. Before I talk about some of those changes, I want to let you know that with sunshine, outdoor activities, and so many fun things to do outside, it is impossible not to enjoy all of these good weather days up ahead. Of course, we all know that more sun and fun means more sweating and yes, more odor. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Lumi. Lumi is the first of its kind in the full body deodorant world and is seriously safe to use on any and every part of your body. It was created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how regular body odor was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. I especially love that Lumi deodorant is baking soda and paraben free. It is also pH balanced for safe use on all areas of your body. You can choose from a variety of fresh scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, and toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like a mini body wash or deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code U at lumideodorant.com. That equates to 40% off your starter pack when you visit Lumi, L-U-M-E, deodorant, D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T, Dot com and use code U, Y-O-U. It's not every day that you find a product that you truly love and want to shout about from the rooftops. Well, friends, I have found something that I am genuinely excited to share with you today, and that is Born Shoes. Born Shoes are made with the best top quality leather with functional stitching and flexibility. They are lightweight, but they're also supportive. They are great for all casual occasions, extremely comfortable, and especially good for travel. The brand recently gifted me a pair of the Ithaca style sandals. Of course, they are beautiful. The footbed has extra foam for added comfort and with a slight heel for lift. I am positive that I could walk all over London in this pair of shoes, just like I did in my Born Sandals last summer. Born Shoes offers sandals, flats, boots, and heels in several styles and color choices. Take comfort in Born Shoes. Every season, they make high-quality shoes that feel as good as they look. With artistic touches, unparalleled craftsmanship, and exquisite materials, Born designs shoes to satisfy the demands of every lifestyle. Go to bornshoes.com for a 15% discount plus free ground shipping on all full-price shoes when you use my promo code TELL. That's born, B-O-R-N, shoes, S-H-O-E-S, dot com and use promo code TELL, T-E-L-L, for 15% off and free shipping, available exclusively to our listeners for a limited time. You So get 20% off your entire purchase today 
at dermae.com. Use promo code U Y O U. So the question today is, where were you 10 years ago? At the beginning of 2010, I was 30 years old. I'd been married two and a half years and I had a brand new, beautiful two-month-old baby girl. So I was a new mom, still a fairly new wife, and I was newly unemployed by choice. I had decided the year before to quit my job in TV production and enjoy these early years of starting a family. And I wanted to pursue a writing career on the side, which has always been my biggest dream. Now, even as I say those very few factual sentences, I can identify in hindsight a few things that I would do differently now, but you don't know what you don't know. All of my intentions were good, so this is where I was. Also, and I think this is a really important to note in my story, I was nearly three months out from delivering my baby, and I was still very much not recovered from that experience. We had some traumatic issues after my daughter was born. I had to have blood transfusions. There was a lot of healing that I was not doing. But because women were more private, even 10 years ago, they were more private about their birth stories, I didn't fully comprehend yet that I was still in an unusual amount of pain than what I should have been in. I somehow thought it was normal to to still be having this much pain at three months out. This is important for me to tell you because we're talking about my body, but also because it would come into play later in my life as a point where I really disconnected emotionally from my physical body. The birth trauma and the hormones and everything else just kicked me into a survival mode that I would not come out of for years. And not because I couldn't have, but because I just completely shut down that avenue of thinking and feeling. So 2010 dawns a new decade, and after like much internal debate and research and already kind of dabbling in one area of it, in January of 2010, 10 years ago this month, I started a mommy blog. I called it Hollywood Housewife. This was at the very beginning of the Real Housewife franchise, and we lived at the time right underneath the Hollywood sign. And I've always loved alliteration. (laughs) So all of these things combined, I thought I was so clever with that name. I still think that's good branding, actually, even though it no longer like fits who I am or who I want to be. But in 2010, the mommy blog world was huge. It was just a huge part of the cultural zeitgeist in giving women, moms in particular, a public voice. And I wanted to be a part of that. I was and I am proud to be a part of that history-making element of the internet. So starting that blog in the beginning of 2010 affected the trajectory of my life in similar ways that moving to Los Angeles from Oklahoma had changed the course of my life almost a decade before that in 2001. But unlike moving across the country, which was like a huge deal, I didn't know that creating a little website on the internet would have such a profound impact 
on my life. Of course, you cannot always see how important something is going to be or not. If you're doing what Elizabeth Gilbert tells us to in her book, Big Magic, if you are faithfully following and chasing the things that interest you, you will find your path. I mean, that is your path. The rabbit trails are part of it. When I think of 2010 Laura, I am so excited for her. I cringe a little bit at some of her choices. My heart aches for some of the pain that's going to come, but mostly 2010 Laura is doing the best she can. She will learn to tune into her body. She will write some things, even if they are not the things that she originally set out to write. 2010 Laura has a lot to learn, but also she was doing okay. So now what about 2010 you? What path were you on? What were your dreams? Do you have something that you wish you could say to 2010 you? Would that exercise be cathartic or would it be hard? I have one important thing that I would say to 2010, Laura. I said this on Jamie Ivey's show already, but I just keep thinking about it because I am in a personal time of nostalgia because I turned 40 last year. We made the big leap into 2020. This podcast is turning a year old. But the truest thing I feel like I could say to 2010, Laura, is this. It will take longer than you think. Everything will take longer than you think. Healing, writing, figuring things out, figuring people out, making stuff, making friends, making money, finding your voice, finding some inner peace. All of that is going to take longer than you think. So keep going, 2010 Laura, because you will one day be 2020 Laura, and you will be proud to be so. I really want to hear from you guys on this one. I want to hear who you were 10 years ago. I want to hear what you would tell your 2010 self. If you post on social media, please do use the hashtag. 10 things to tell you and tag the show at 10 things to tell you. If you want to join in the conversation in the new Facebook group, I will put that link where you will surely find it. That group will be open this week for anyone to kind of join. And then I will eventually add sort of like gatekeeper questions (laughs) for people who want to be in the group, people that I know are listening to this show. So it is 2020. This show is one year old, one year of connection through conversation. Life is so beautiful and life can be so short. Please hug your people today and every day. Now go share something. I'm Laura Tremaine. 
and you've just listened to the 10 Things to Tell You podcast. You can find the show notes and subscribe to episode emails at 10thingstotellyou.com slash podcast. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at 10 Things to Tell You. Remember, this is an interactive podcast. I have 10 things to tell you, and you have 10 things to tell. So take this topic to your journal or a friend or post on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. These episodes are meant to bring connection with others and ourselves and spark better conversations. Thanks for listening. Now go share something.